Alrighty, so this is officially podcast number two, but we're kind of going to roll with it as being podcast number one, because that first one was real shitty. Just me kind of getting the hang of things and seeing what it was like trying to put an episode together. So I do not advise anyone to go listen to that first one, because this one that I'm doing right now, it's going to be more of a recap on that first episode anyway. And again... I'm going for a walk, so my out-of-shapedness is going to cause me a little bit of heavy breathing at times, but anyway, we're going to get to her. So I'm Uper Booger, uh, minarchist, almost an anarchist, coming off the libertarian train, and basically just fed up with the government. I'm um, in my mid-twenties. I am unfortunately former military. Now when I say that, I don't consider myself a veteran. Uh, technically, yeah, I was enlisted for the 90-day minimum during a wartime period. But I was in for six months. I had an opportunity to get out and I took it. So I don't like being called a veteran, but technically I am. and. I have seen a lot of the bullshit. Ah, ah, my fucking retarded dogs. Come on, bud. Oh, Jesus Christ. For fuck's sake. Hey! 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 Stupid! Hey there, your majesty! Is there anyone? So, after that dysfunction of a fucking attempt at starting the episode, we're going to get back into it. So, saying how I don't consider myself a veteran. Uh, what I was able to do to get out was I had some, there was academic tests. And for, I was a structural engineer, that was what I was training to go to. And there was tests for every section you had. If you fail three tests, they reclass you. Well, long story short, I had failed two of the same course. I didn't care about failing the first one. The second one at the time, I'm like, well, I'll study up because it'll be kind of weird if I fail the same test twice in a row. I studied up and ended up not studying the material that was going to be on the, the retest. So I ended up failing that too. And the, basically said well there's only two tests you done fucked up good and we have to reclass you or send you home now keep in mind this was 2012 so there's budget cuts going on so keeping me in was a it was iffy at, at that to begin with not not including the fact that I wanted to go home to begin with and now while I was in the military my life was miserable I Ended up drinking even more. In high school, I never really drank all that much. I would drink certain occasions, and I would drink a lot at those certain occasions. But, I mean, I wasn't out 
going out to a party every weekend or every other weekend. I mean, I went to, fuck, I don't know, maybe four parties my entire high school. Like, every, the entire time I was in high school, I went to maybe four parties. Uh, most of the other time I was around friends and it was out of town and the time was just, it was good for drinking where we were because it was in a private setting for the most part or it was a controlled environment so it wasn't like, oh, I'm 16 out at a camp somewhere, I'm going to get shit-faced and put my truck in the toolies on my way home, but I mean, I'm, I'm not retarded. I may be dumb enough to join the military, but I ain't retarded. So even then when we did go out to parties, I stayed the night at the camp unless I had a DD to get me back to town. Um, but anyway, so I started drinking even heavier while I was enlisted. Now keep in mind, I'm under 21, still in tech school. So we're not even, not even to our duty station yet. I'm still training. And part of the rules were you cannot have any alcohol in your dorms, even if you're 21. Well, fuck that. I'm, I got a bottle of caramel Smirnoff and I kept that in my closet and I'd hit that from time to time. I remember one time I, was, I had a good buzz going on. I don't know how much of the bottle I had, just sipping it, just sipping caramel Smirnoff at room temperature. It's not all that great, by the way. And I ended up with a pretty good buzz. And what do we fucking get? A fire drill. So that was awesome. I'm laying in bed, buzzing, and we got a fire drill. I'm on the third floor. Get all the way down to the first floor, we can get information, and I'm sitting there fucking leaning back and forth and it's ooh, a little bit windy here out on the lake so i'm standing in formation a little buzzed up a guy behind me's got a pizza and i'm like dude i'm i can i got alcohol in my breath you can smell it from two feet away give me a piece of that pizza and he wouldn't but i, I didn't get found out there got a layer of slush on top of the ice we need to get some more temps and some snow and rain so that's gonna that's gonna affect it Hopefully I don't break through here. It'd be funny to get it on recording. So when I was in high school, I never really entertained the thought of joining the military. Uh, it was, I didn't know what my plans were. I thought about going to college. I was thinking about going to uh, some Michigan Tech. Uh, I don't know, there's some school up in Houghton, I think. I was thinking about becoming an uh, electrical engineer, but the reality is college is fucking expensive and I don't want to deal with that fucking bullshit. So I didn't go that route. I thought about doing this. Uh, my mom basically said you can go to school of some sort after high school or join the military. And in high school we took the ASVAB test. It wasn't mandatory, but they set it up so everybody in, in high school took it at some point. But, I mean, it wasn't mandatory, so you didn't have to take it. You could write down bullshit answers or just leave the room. But I ended up taking it. I scored pretty high on it. I know there was areas where I didn't do so great. But, I mean, being doing what I did in high school, tinkering around with trucks, snowmobiles, everything I could get my hands on that was mechanical. I had a wheeler. I had a snowmobile. We had our, our pickup trucks and our, just our regular vehicles. So anything I get my hands on, I messed with. So that helped my my uh, certain areas of the ASVAB score. And the recruiter 
ended up, of course, getting all these scores. He showed up at our school asking to talk to a handful of us personally. Gave me a call, I think, before that. And he ended up getting me and a handful of people from my class to sign up for the Air Force. And keep in mind, we had a graduating class of like 60. I come from a town of, I think, 1,500 people. And it's a small town, so you kind of go off by the population of the county because just in town, there might only be 1,500 people, but a couple minutes out, you got a town of 200, another town of 400, another town of 200, and then you got the country. There's a ton of people out there too, so. Uh, right across the border, we got another school, and I don't know what they got for graduating class. And uh, the only other school in our county because across the border in Michigan, oh yeah, so I'm not, I'm not actually from Michigan, I'm from Wisconsin, sorry guys. So I'm kind of mooching on the Eufer term. But uh, the, fuck, it's, it's windy and cold out here. So there's only two, two schools in my county. The one I went to had about 60, 60 people in its graduating class. And the other one had maybe 12, depending on the year. I know one of the elementary classes had, I think, one or two kids in it, and one of the grades, and all, all the students in that grade, there was only one or two of them. Uh, so that kind of gives you an idea of the small town that I grew up in. So anybody who's been in the military kind of knows the bullshit that they try and pull and the runarounds they give you, and just general, the shit, and how everything works. And I didn't know this. I mean, fuck, I'm 17 at the time. I'm not even 18 when I went, when I enlisted. I was 18 when I shipped out, but when I had started getting all this information, I was only 17. And I didn't have a duty station picked out, and I didn't have a career field picked out. So we had ended up doing my dream sheet and what I would like to do. But in basic, they give you what they call the dream sheet to fill out. And that is a list of, I think, your seven bases that you most want to go to, starting with number one. And then they do the same thing for a career field if you don't have one yet. So I had done a couple that I, I liked. I, I, I basically like being a mechanic. So I had signed up for, I think, two, two or three different kinds of diesel mechanic. Uh, another one or two styles of regular mechanic and I didn't complete the list because I wanted to focus mainly on the mechanic abilities and then for the sh the uh, bases that I signed up for oh shit don't mind me I thought I was going through the ice just now boy scared the piss out of me but so I ended up filling out now this is in the middle of basic when I realize I'm already hating it. I had told them I didn't want to be in anymore, I wanted out, and they told me, well, hey, 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 you're in basic now, it gets better once you get to tech school, it gets even better once you get to your duty station. And me not knowing anything, I'm like, well, fuck it, I can tough it out, I'll listen. So I filled out, but still knowing that I was not liking the situation I was in, I signed up for base duty bases that were within a day's drive of my house. Now there's not a whole lot, so I ended up, there's two bases in North Dakota. I think there was one in Montana that I signed up for. 
and one somewhere in the middle of the country also that I signed up for. And me thinking, well, who the fuck wants to go to these places? I mean, really, who wants to go to North Dakota? Why not North Dakota? Or why not South Dakota? Whatever it was. Who wants to go there? No one, right? It's got to be a lock. For all these shitty bases I'm putting down, it's, I got I to gotta be able to land one of them. And we finally get our, our uh, career, our jobs, and our duty base. And what do they fucking give me? Structural engineer, which in the long run I did learn quite a bit from, and I'm kind of glad that that was my career field before I got out. But they put me there, which was not on my list of jobs I wanted, and then they give me Port Hainimi in California, the fucking opposite end of the country I want to be on, and that's where they put me. Now, I get it. You got... You got places that there's certain jobs that need to be filled and certain openings that have to be fit. But the shit of it was is there was other guys in my flight in basic training who got the job that I wanted and the base I wanted. And neither, neither one of those were on any of their dream sheets either. So it was kind of like the military was fucking you just to fuck you at that point. So being a structural engineer, you're either red horse or prime beef, and that was their fun terms for the, the two kinds of uh, structural engineers there were. There was the deployed guys, which I believe were, I don't know which ones they were, but there was the guys who deployed and the guys who stayed at duty, or, uh, normal duty stations for all the construction that had to be done. Um, first off, I'm going to tell anybody, don't enlist. It's not worth it. Because whatever you are trying to accomplish, you, it can't be done. If you're, if, if you're thinking, well, I can enlist for four years, get my GI Bill, get out, and go to college for free, man, fuck that. Spend the money and go to college because four years of your life is not worth joining the military to have college paid for. And uh, there is, if, if you're not going to heed my warning, and you are gonna enlist for whatever reason because it ain't fighting for our freedoms because if you ain't in country, you're gonna be overseas somewhere and our freedoms damn sure aren't overseas anywhere. There, I, I don't know why you would join, but if you do, get all your shit nailed down before you sign any paper. Make sure they're giving you where you wanna go and what you wanna do because there's the military is not out is not gonna have your back. They are not out for you. They are not there to help you. They're there to get a body and have it do something. That is the only thing that the military is for. Uh, I was stationed at, during tech school, Gulfport, the Naval Construction Battalion Center, which was the Seabees base. Uh, had some depression. Blah, blah, I'm just running through my notes here. Most of this I did go over in the first episode, but it's not really all that important. I could tell you about how I woke up sick every day. Um, one thing I'll tell you too is in basic, I, when I had my breakdown and said, I don't want to be here anymore, I want out, and they convinced me to stay in. In tech school, did not get any better for me. I was still hating life and before PT one day, information 
our sergeant at the time said, forgot what he was given some morale boost, some sort of a morale uh, pep talk. And he said, if you don't want to be here, let me know. We, we can get you home. We'll, we'll pack your bags and get you home. So during PT, I fucking walked up to him and I'm like, uh, Staff Sergeant, I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, Military is not for me. Air Force is not for me. And he kind of looked at me dumbfounded like I was retarded. And he's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I can't do anything about that. And it's like, what the fuck were you talking about this morning when you just said, let me know. We'll get you home if you don't want to be here. So you're going to give me an open invite and then tell, basically tell me to get fucked when I try and take that invite? What I'm telling you, the military is not out for anybody. Uh, well, another thing I was doing every day at breakfast, I made sure to grab a poppy seed muffin or two for those random piss tests they like to give out. But anyway, I was eating poppy seed bagels every day for breakfast, just hoping we'd get a random drug test. And they would, and I'd piss dirty for cocaine or whatever the hell poppy seeds make tests positive for. Uh, that never happened because that would have been the easy way out. Granted, it would have been an other than honorable discharge or a dishonorable. And what I got out with under the academic reasons was it was not an honorable, but I don't think it was a, it might have been an other than honorable, but it wasn't anything negative. Uh, I could still re-enlist in any branch but I would have to recomplete basic and that would be if they accepted me being a discharge from the military prior. I mean come a draft I'm gonna be one of the fucking one of the second people to get the fucking papers after veterans and basically after veterans I'm gonna be the next in line to get the fucking papers for the draft and they can suck my dick because I ain't going. Um, I mean, it's one thing to fight for this country, but it's another thing for the government to say, hey, we need you to go over the ocean to this country so you can die for us. That's, they're two completely different things. Fighting for this country is something that should almost, or should be sacred in a way, not the bullshit we're doing now. It'd, it'd be one thing if a country came onto our soil and attacked and left. Uh, it'd be one thing to pursue them and go to their country but that hasn't happened so i don't know i mean that's a it's a it is a possibility that is likely never to happen in in the near future i guess i mean it could happen the way this fucking country's going but i don't really know Alrighty, well that's kind of uh kind of it i guess for that paper that i wanted to get through was kind of recapping episode one because that's about all there was for the first half uh the second half was me talking about how i got into this i jumped on the libertarian train back when johnson was running that was the first election i voted in uh afterwards i stayed on that libertarian train voted for joe jorgensen and that was just a month ago and i started listening to the guys at biting the bullet uh You've got a couple different names. Lever Action for Liberty, the Status Quo, uh, Friends Against Government, Liberty Lockdown. There are tons of podcasts that I've gotten into, and they only fuel my my distrust and anger and hatred for the government and 
fuel me to becoming an anarchist. I don't feel as if I'm an anarchist now because I do, I'm kind of weird. I feel there's some need for some sort of government, little, very minimal federal and a little bit of state. Uh, well, more state than anything, but very, very minimum federal government needs is required. Uh, I kind of went through, you can find me on Instagram, Uperbooger. Uh, there's a snowmobile. I'm walking by the snowmobile trail right now, so I'm just kind of seeing what they're doing. You can find me on Uperbooger. I highly suggest going through the people I am following and following them yourselves, or even better yet, jumping on a podcast, uh, listening app, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Play, whatever they are, whatever you're listening to this on right now, go and find those podcasts and listen to them. Biting the Bullet is my favorite. Uh, it's, it's my absolute favorite. It's funny, dark humor, shitting on the government constantly. And they go and they reach out to all these other people or the other people come to them. They have all these episodes with so many other different people. And then that gets me onto those other people that they're on the podcast with. And I start following them and I'm just hooked. Uh, so I don't... I, I want to say this podcast was a lot better than the last podcast I did. Uh, I'm kind of feeling into it a little bit, getting, getting into the little bit of a groove there is. But once I find that groove, I'm hoping to streamline a little bit. Maybe I'll get some guests on once I get the podcast going. But for right now, it's me trying to get comfortable with recording. So these episodes are not going to be all that great, but don't, don't judge me off these first couple episodes as I get going. I will figure out where my first good episode is and label that one and be like, all right, listen to this episode. This is the real episode one. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to stop and I'll start making some notes for episode number three because I did kind of go off my notes this episode and it helped out a lot so for episode three I'm going to start writing down notes and get into a little bit of detail about how I think the government should be and what it should not be well I'm not even getting into what it should not be because that would take days so I'm just going to get into what I think the government should be on the next episode I'll start writing down some notes uh, oh, so what was funny is after I recorded my first episode and released it, I said I wanted Jay Flintlock from his podcast and Matt from Status Quo, Status Quo, Status Quo, to do a podcast together. <laughs> and what do you fucking know? Come the other day, they released an episode of I think it was Jay Flintlock's podcast, and. On it was Matt from Status Quo. And I don't know if it was coincidence. Had to have been coincidence because there's no fucking way they would have heard this. So I'm just real pumped that that came out. Uh, it was a good it was a good podcast. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting it to be, but I mean, I, I'm not a fucking mind reader. I'm not a future teller, fortune teller, so I don't know how shit's going to roll when it rolls. But I was very impressed with it. It was kind of what I wanted was Matt's inside experience on Jay's correctional offer experience 
and it was a pretty good podcast so thanks guys for doing that i know you didn't hear me ask you but it did make my day when i saw that so with that uh i would say keep it real but that's kind of luke's thing so i'm gonna say that uh instead i will say uh thanks for listening and i'll see you on the trail so side note uh i'm kind of just getting started into this i wish i would have some sort of help to be able to do this but i mean you got to do what you got to do and i think there's actually a couple other guys that are starting their own podcasts we're part of the movement uh, but if you listen to this, I know there was one other person other than me that did listen to this. So if you do listen to this and you got ideas or you just in general want to come on the podcast, uh, feel free to get a hold of me, preferably through Instagram. Uh, that's my only social I have set up right now. So you have to find me on there uh, unless you can find me on Anchor maybe because that's what I'm doing these podcasts through. So there might be a way to message me directly on Anchor. I want to keep anonymity from people I know. Uh, there's, the feds want to know who I am. They, they already know who I am. If, if the one other person who listened to this podcast was a fed, they already know who I am. It's not that hard to, I mean, even a hacker of some sort could go through the system and find out who I am. Uh, but let, let me know and I will definitely consider having you on i mean no matter what your beliefs are even if you want to argue with me on what certain things are i mean i'm gonna i'm a realist so if i don't know the answer i'm gonna tell you i don't know i would have to look into it before i give you an answer but if if you like what i'm doing reach out let me know give me some ideas if you want to be on the show let me know and i will work out something to try and make it happen so with that being said i will see you on the trail